Good morning. And good morning in the Zoom room and on Facebook and wherever you are. Please let my words speak for you. So I close my eyes and I bring myself into this one precious moment. Taking a deep breath in. And releasing it, breathing in love, breathing out joy. I'm allowing myself to feel the peace of now. The steady breathing, I bring myself to stillness. And in this blessed silence, I open my heart, I open my soul, I open my mind, and I listen as Reverend Diana talks to us about freedom and stillness with deep joy for the experience of being here and being able to listen. I just say thank you, Father, Mother, God, and so it is. So it is. Amen. Amen. Good morning. Good morning. It's good to see you here this morning. Good to be back. My name is Reverend Diana Johnson, if you're new with us online today, and I'm the pastor and spiritual director for Mystic Heart Spiritual Center. We are an independent interfaith center, church. And we teach universal principles and practical spirituality. And so if you're looking for such a thing, we invite you to join us in coming home, home to our community and home to your own mystic heart. So we begin our Teze meditation time this morning by joining our voices, joining in vibration. We have our weekly opening song, Welcome to Your Mystic Heart. And then we have something new for you that will be easy for you to catch on to. We are one. Welcome home to your mystic heart. Lay aside whatever came before, let your own intuition start to guide you to heaven's door. Welcome home to your mystic heart. Lay aside whatever came before, let your to guide you to heaven's door, to guide you to heaven's door, to guide you to heaven's
my spirit nothing can separate us we are
We are one in this and every moment. Connected by the breath moving in and out of our bodies. By the presence of the divine that lives and moves and has its being by means of each and every one of us. All nations on the earth. All life upon the planet. Nothing can separate us. We are one. Together we breathe. And now allowing awareness to move away from the breath and into the stillness that is forever present and always available deep within us, no matter what our bodies are doing, no matter what is happening in the world around us, there is a still point within. We take a moment to experience our oneness with all of life to honor our connection with our global family. Envision with me a web of consciousness that surrounds and infuses the planet. Some call it the field, some call it presence, some call it God. And each of us is a radiant spark within that one light. every human without exception, every creature, every plant. The rocks and the minerals, the water and the wind, the stars and the planets, enlivened by the light of spirit, all life breathes together. We empower our human expression of good in the world as we acknowledge our connection with all that is. We grow in compassion and understanding as we acknowledge that we are all of one essence one substance, one source. And that what we offer into the world affects us all with hearts and minds stayed on spirit. Our collective prayer and meditation leave an imprint of peace, of love, of grace on human evolution and on the entire world and all of its beings for all time. The flow of Teze this morning invites us to look for the stillness within action. What is stillness? Is it the absence of sound? 
not always. That would be silence. Is it the absence of movement? No, that would be motionlessness. Stillness can be thought of as the absence of turbulence. Stillness is a calm, trusting, unperturbed composure of the heart. Thus, a heart that has acquired stillness can choose to speak out or to remain silent, depending on what life demands at the moment. The right word at the right time will be a word that does not break the stillness, but lets the inner stillness come to the word. Like anything we seek to attain, inner stillness can be learned through practice. At the start, we might just stop what we are doing long enough to take a few slow and conscious breaths. This alone will go a long way toward calming the inner turbulence. And the less inner turbulence we experience, the less outer commotion can disturb us. One who is grounded in inner stillness radiates a sense of calm, even when engaging in intense activity. Think of an Olympic gymnast keeping their balance in the midst of tumbling and twirling, never losing center, there is a deep sense of poise in their movement, an air of equanimity. The qualities of peace and power are present and perfectly balanced. I feel the stillness within action when I'm in the garden more than at any other time. My body is moving, watering, weeding, clipping, even digging and lifting. But my mind is free of turbulence. In these moments, I am free to be exactly who I am. Take a moment in the silence to ask yourself, when am I the most free of inner turbulence? When am I the most free to be?
compare stillness within action to being in a state of flow. <coughs> the experience of being so absorbed by an engaging, enjoyable task that your attention is completely held by it. In a state of flow, there is only present moment. One loses all sense of time, all awareness of self, all need to control. In a state of flow, one is not interrupted <coughs> by extraneous thoughts. Although flow is an active state, the work is effortless. 
Being in the state of flow is one way to find stillness within action. As children, many of us were drawn to the merry-go-round on the playground. We would run to get it spinning quickly, then hop on and hang on. Standing at the edge of the circle, we were exhilarated by the speed. But when we moved in toward the center, we found a stillness. The fast pace of our lives can feel like being at the edge of the merry-go-round. People, experiences, and sensations come at us continuously, and it can be exhilarating for a while. But if we're not careful to schedule some downtime into our days, we can get emotionally and spiritually exhausted. But just like on the playground, we can find the stillness by moving in toward the center, taking moments to withdraw our attention from the frenetic activity out there and turning it inward into the center of our being, to the place where the divine dwells within us in perfect stillness. Tibetan and Zen Buddhists practice meditating with the eyes open. We live most of our week waking hours with our eyes open. So this kind of meditation can help us learn how to focus our attention inward, even if there are visual distractions. We participate in life from that point of stillness within us. As we move into these moments of sacred silence, of shared stillness, let us find that still point within us. With eyes open or closed, bring to mind an experience of stillness. It may have been a state of flow, a time of communion with nature, or simply a cessation of inner turbulence. Bring that memory into the present moment. Rehearse that feeling. Where does that feeling reside in your body? Focus on that sensation and give yourself fully to it.
as our hearts remain centered in our still point. We expand our awareness to include the space we are in, the people with us, and the love and support of our beloved community. We are profoundly grateful for this time of communion with our spiritual family. Thank you, God, for everyone and for everything. We can access this stillness within at any time. It is available to guide us throughout our lives. And as we live from that consciousness, we bring more peace, love, and grace into our world. As Reverend Diana continues her talk this morning, we allow her ideas to flow into our hearts and our minds, inspiring us to find our own stillness within action. How do I find the stillness within action? First, I must trust that it is there, always available. I must be willing to let go of internal turbulence, willing to allow whatever it means to simply be to allow things to be without labels or judgments. I must stop making problems out of whatever is happening. Let go of my need to have things be a certain way. Going with the flow does not mean floating along through life as a stick floating down a stream being pulled this way and that. It is more like a fish swimming with the flow of the water, working with the current, making best use of its action. We work with the flow of life, with the natural and spiritual laws that are always available to support us. We can see that living in the flow of spirit does not mean refraining from action when it is called for. It means acting from a calm and balanced state of being, with mind clear and heart open. It means willingly doing what is mine to do and not getting involved in what is not. This can be more challenging than it sounds. Watching, discerning, and sometimes stepping back. I invite you to practice this week. 
whenever you notice yourself experiencing any kind of turbulence, irritation, anger, frustration, drama in any form, mental or physical discomfort or upset of any kind, stop. Take ten, ten slow, deep breaths. Then ask yourself, what am I feeling? What is causing these feelings? Do I have expectations of myself or another that are not being met? Am I judging or criticizing myself or another? Am I feeling a need to control? Am I afraid of something? Am I taking on something that is not mine? And finally, what is true in this moment? What would loving kindness and compassion do now? Please join me as we close in prayer. We pray this morning as the voice of the divine moving through us, knowing that each of us is a perfect and intentional expression of spirit, trusting that there is only God in infinite form and formlessness. It is from this deep faith and knowing that I step into the flow of the divine order and process this week. I allow my life to unfold gracefully and easily as I attend to what is uniquely mine to do and allow others to do the same. I live my days centered in the divine presence of my source, coming back again and again to the stillness within every action. And as I do, I find greater peace and equanimity. My life becomes more and more harmonious with every step, with every breath, and I am grateful. Thank you, Spirit, for this beautiful day, for this miraculous life, and for the absolute privilege of living it. What a gift. I release this prayer now, trusting that my heart's truest intention has been expressed and received, and that my week unfolds with joy and with beauty as I consciously engage with all that is before me. I align my thoughts, words, and actions with the love that I am to support myself in this experience of grace. I surrender now to the loving and lawful presence that I call God, universe, great spirit, allowing these words and deep intentions to come into form and experience. And so it is. Amen. Satu Ashe.
coming back into this space. We open our eyes and our hearts, our minds, our arms. Take a look around, see who's here celebrating this morning. It is really good to be back. As we close our Teze meditation, we offer an opportunity to share, if you choose to, of your financial good with our community. It helps us to be here to create this space for our family to gather. And so I'm going to go right into that, and um, I have a real brief announcement that I want to be sure that some of you don't miss if you leave after first service. But the bulletins, the covers are the same. The inserts are different. There are new activities coming up. So be sure and take one home if you don't have one. I enjoyed thinking about what I would say to my younger self if I were to write it a letter. And so in this video, by Mercy Me, you get to get some ideas on some of that. Dear younger me.
love that group, Mercy Me. They're a Christian group, but they do some really good stuff. So we say thank you for these many gifts that are given this day. We are so grateful that you entrust your, your wealth, your um, abundance into our hands, and we commit to using it well. And so it is. Amen. All right. So very briefly as we close, one of the things in your bulletin is our next fundraiser. So yesterday, April and Miley did a fishing excursion out at Anderson River Park. And Doreen caught the most fish and the largest fish. So there you go. Now she's hooked. Now she's hooked. Yes. They're talking about maybe doing another one September 2nd. So if you missed out and you'd like to give it a try. But before that, in, um, and we have another one in September, but I'm not get ahead of myself. Before that, in August, we are going to, we have already bought out the Riverfront Playhouse for a show. We've uh, purchased half the tickets and Unity has purchased the other half. And so we're using that as a fundraiser. We have 50 tickets we can sell. And if we do sell them all to friends, family, neighbors, or whatever, it's a fun way to invite people to meet our community. Um, it's a really fun show. The Rainmaker. The Rainmaker, thank you. It's a romantic comedy. And so what we'll do is we'll all bring appetizers to share. They serve beverages there, and we'll come together in community to uh, watch a play. So there are tickets here. They will be here. There is an early bird price of $20 a ticket until the 23rd, I believe it's the third Sunday, through the third Sunday of July. And then they go to 25 for the remainder of the time, uh, which is still a really good deal compared to if you go right to Riverfront to go to a play. What's so. the date? Oh, the date. Thank you. <laughs> it's August 9th. It's a Wednesday, Wednesday evening. evening. Yeah, it's 7, 7 o'clock, curtain time at 7.30. So these will be here, and um, just wanted you to know about that. There are other new things coming up, so take that insert home with you. Ready? May your soul always find what it's looking for. May your heart always lead the way. May you live in peace and harmony. And may love always fill your day. May your path be strewn with happiness. May success find you everywhere. May you always embrace compassion and grace, and may God always answer your prayer. May you always embrace compassion and grace, and may God always answer your prayer. Have a beautiful day. We'd love it if we see you back at 1030. Good morning. Good morning. And how are y'all doing this morning? Awesome. Good. We're ready for a good conversation. So.
please let my words speak for you. Standing right here and right now and bringing myself into this one precious moment that God has made. Taking a deep breath in. And releasing it. Breathing in joy and love. And releasing peace. And in the now, I say good morning again, God. Thank you for this day. Thank you for the time with my family here. And thank you for the stillness that I know lives within my heart and each heart here. I open my heart. I open my soul. I open my mind as I prepare to listen to Reverend Diana and everyone else talking about freedom and stillness. So with great joy and gratitude, I say thank you, Father, Mother, God. And so it is. Amen. Isn't it good to know we... Oh, go for it. Go for it. I'm trying. Atu. Aho. Whatever. Sorry. <laughs> I tried. You're perfect, just the way you are. <laughs> Isn't it great to be able to laugh together and yeah. to know that we're just playing and fun yes. here? And isn't it great to know that we can find stillness even in our dancing and our singing and our action and our fishing and all of the things that we do together? All right, all are you right. ready to sing? All right. Welcome to the Mystic Heart, join the celebration. Lift your voice and sing your part, make this affirmation. Spirit made us family with loving hearts to share. Together we are joyfully practicing the possible through prayer. And everything's possible to so welcome to the mystic heart. Let's do the verse twice around this time. Okay. Make up for lost time for us. Everybody get up on your feet. See the light everybody Everybody get up on your feet, see the light in everybody you meet. Let us be reminded of who we've come to be. We are love, we are one, one big family. Hey, hey, yeah, yeah. Let's repeat that part. Hey, 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 yeah, One yeah. more time. Everybody get up on your feet. The light in everybody you meet. Everybody get up on your feet. See the light in everybody you meet. Let us be reminded of who we've come to be. We are love, we are one. One big family. Hey, hey. Yeah. 
your body involved in our practice this morning or sit in whatever way invites the presence of the divine to move through your physical being and together we're going to embody the living of a love-soaked world just like you talked about last week <laughs> we're all humans embody and live from kindness and compassion and peace all humans are joyful and abundant and generous. Where justice and freedom and all of the qualities of spirit are active as living principles by which we guide and live our lives. They guide every thought, word, and action. Where all humans honor and care for one another for the earth that sustains us and for every life form that shares this beautiful planet with us. We're creating a world where all needs are met, where all beings are well fed and have the safety and comfort of home, where mental and physical health, education, healthy relationships are all ensured by social systems that are grounded in wellness and wholeness where all beings serve the greater community doing whatever feeds their souls and are well supported for their time and talent. And by their service, each one finds a sense of belonging in the world. A world in which all beings are valued and respected for their uniqueness, where authenticity and integrity are the norm, where the peace and kindness we cultivate within us shows up as a world free of hatred or violence. With our growing awareness and by the power of our collective intention, we're writing a new story. It is a story where there is no greed, where abundance means having enough to live and to thrive. We do not lower our vision, no matter the appearances in the world, knowing with our whole hearts that such a world is not only possible, but it is inevitable. As we align our actions to support our vision, a new world is being born. We open our hearts, our minds, our doors, and our arms in radical welcome, erasing all lines of apparent separation. And in keeping with our vision, we create an open and loving community to which all are invited and in which all have an equal voice. Trusting in the power of prayer, we accept its graceful unfolding, calling it done, and in sweet gratitude, we release it now to the living, loving, and lawful presence of the One Spirit. And so it is. So it is. Amen. 
Satu. Ashe. Aho. All right. I said I'd learn that. <laughs> it's all right. You do know that those are all different traditions, words that mean in one form or another, it is done. It is done. That's what amen means. That's what satu means. It is current experience. It is happening now. Ashe is an African-American tradition. And aho, indigenous peoples. So it's, it's just honoring the way that many different traditions declare the prayer answered. So let's take a moment, look around, and see who's, who's come in, who's gone, who's here sharing our morning with us this morning. Your spiritual family should choose it for yourself. Some of the people that care for you, that want to take you fishing. <laughs> You can count on the support of the people in this space. <laughs> Caught some big fish yesterday, I'll tell you. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> ah, so if you were here at Teze this morning, you'll know that we've been considering what it means to experience stillness within action. And for the month of July, our theme is free to be. That's just sort of the overarching theme for the month. And building our capacity to experience stillness within action brings a sense of freedom. How does that work? What does the phrase mean to you, stillness within action? To be present in the moment even though you're doing something. Okay, to be present in the moment even though you're physically engaged in doing something. Moving in peace. Moving in peace. Not being, not being reactive. Not being reactive. Okay. Being totally present. Being totally present. Unattached. Unattached. Unattached to what? The outcome. Outcomes. Okay. Anything else come up for anyone? No mind chatter. No mind chatter. Okay. <laughs> ties in with what we talked about then during Tese, that stillness is actually the ab absence of turbulence, not the abulence of, no. <laughs> the absence of turbulence. And I shared a quote from Brother David Stendelbrast, Benedictine, 96-year-old this year, Benedictine monk that just released a new book. Blows my mind. But he says, stillness is a calm, trusting, unperturbed composure of the heart. Thus, a heart that has acquired stillness can choose to speak out or to remain silent. 
depending on what life demands at the moment. The right word at the right time will be a word that does not break the silence, but lets the inner stillness come to the word. I thought that was a really nice way to look at stillness. So we talked about how, like anything we seek to attain, inner stillness can be learned by P word. Practice. <laughs> practice. OK, P word. Yeah, through practice. Like anything else that we seek to get better at, it takes practice. And how one who has attained it radiates a sense of calm even when they're engaging in activity. You know people like that, right? That just seem to be at peace with whatever they're doing. And then finally, I offered a practice for you to use when you find yourself experiencing inner turbulence. Um, so by tonight or tomorrow, that service will be online and the printed version also. So if you want a piece of paper that you can look at for that practice, it will be on the website. <laughs> Oops, sorry. <laughs> Breathing into the mic. So moving into our conscious conversation, I want to explore some additional ways to help bring about stillness into our daily lives and our daily activities. I'm going to start by asking you to share, do you already have practices in place that encourage your own internal stillness, your stillness within action as you're going about your day? I was supposed to go to Carmel for a whole month, and I was really excited. And my mm -hmm. son called and says, uh, I fell through, so you can come on the 10th. And I mean, I've been looking for it for six months, even a year. And I went, OK. I can't change it. Right. I'm not thrilled, but I accept it and I let it go. And then I started getting my mind going, well, he doesn't really want you to be. And I went, I'm not going there. I'm just not <laughs> going to go there. I accept it. I let it go. And I'm still OK. All right. So just acceptance of what is. Even if you don't like it. Even if you don't like it. Because you can't change it anyway. Right. There you go. <laughs> don't have to like it. But just acceptance. Yeah, that brings a great sense of internal peace. Yes. Calm. What other practices do you have already? Just remember, it's not about me. Okay. You know, Remembering. Somebody, somebody hollers at me, or one of my sacred friends gestures to me from the highway. It's, it's, it's not about me. <laughs> True. Sacred friends, like all <laughs> um, I like to talk it over with my spiritual friends. Uh -huh. Things like that come up. And I always initially want them to commiserate with me about right. how they're doing that. <laughs> of course. To me. But they never do. <laughs> so, You're going to the right people. <laughs> yeah, that's my practice. <laughs> all right, that's great. And turn on some, some music. Okay, turn off some uplifting music. Sometimes for me it's just a matter of allowing. Mm -hmm. That I'll be I'll be somewhere and I'll be doing something and this sense of stillness and highness comes over me. 
and there's a part of me that fights it going, no, I should be like this, I should be out there, and I should be, you know, I should be doing. Mm. And yet there is still this stillness that if I just allow it to be, right. is actually very beneficial for me, and I absorb more. But there's still that thing, you know, got to be doing. No, right. you don't. No, you don't. That'll be the third week this month. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Doing and Being Doobie Doobie Doo. <laughs> the Gospel according to Frank. Yes, the Gospel according to Frank. Enough, that is. <laughs> Any other practices that you have in place, April? I try to remind myself that each moment is passing and it does not have to go into eternity with me. Mm. You know, this thing happened right now. Okay, it happened, let it pass through. You don't. I can take something and take it with me all day and keep picking <laughs> at it, picking at it, picking at it, you know, mm. running it over. And yeah, I should have said that. And I should have said that. Dude, you got to leave it where it happened and, and move on from that. And except, you know, I also try to remind myself all the time that this, you know, the old saying, not my circus, not my monkeys. If these are not my monkeys, why why am I worried about these? these <laughs> why am I swinging in the trees with them? Yes. <laughs> if, if this person's circus is a hot mess and their monkeys are running around everywhere, I have to remind myself, dude, this is not my problem. Yes. My monkeys and my circus are in order. <laughs> That's... And, and you know, sometimes you just have to like accept people for the moment that they're in on their own journey and yeah. let them live it and go on about your own without taking it with you. Right. And that is all ours individually, whether or not we take it with us. That's, that's ours, totally and completely. We can't put that anywhere outside of ourselves. There are no excuses. I mean, we can make them, but they're not real. They're not truth. It's good I, I, I don't know if this will, if you're headed this way, but uh, well, you've sorry. already read the service. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't read this part of it. <laughs> okay. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> uh, we also we also have to detach from if somebody says, "Oh, that was a great job you did," or you. you really saying that song well or something like that. Yeah. That causes a different kind of turbulence that we do want to take with us into our eternity um, because God knows what will happen again. And, uh, but that's, that's, a, that's turbulence as well. And right. I, I think Brother mm -hmm. David's talking about leaving that where it happened too. Yeah. I mean, you know, yes, say, say thank you. Be appreciative that someone noticed something that you did or a gift that you have and then move on can't live in that either. No. True. Can you say ego? Can you say ego? <laughs> David. David. Non-attachment is the key uh -huh. to both sides of that point. Right. Right. Uh, and one line I always like to refer to is be still and know that I am God. Because that's what you're trying to right. come back to. Yeah, Reverend Helen last Wednesday talked a lot in the Buddhist tradition, non-attachment is a primary precept. And But I think for all of us, whatever our traditions are, that ability to do as April's saying is let, let what happened, whatever it is, be and stay where it, where it belongs and not carry it with us because it doesn't serve us that way. 
So I've been looking through a book called Stillness is the Key by a guy named Ryan Holiday. He's a modern Stoic, and he has studied many of the world's traditions. He makes a point that everyone from the Buddhists to the Hindus and Muslims to the Jews and the Greeks, the Epicureans and the Christians, each have a word that means, at least one word, that means stillness. So this concept of inner uh, lack of turbulence goes across traditions. And not only that, they all agree, agree and this is a quote from his, um, not from his book, but from a blog on his website, that the one thing all these schools of thought share is a pursuit of this inner peace this stillness. So it's one of those common threads of truth that we all share. And a belief that it's the key to a happy and a meaningful life. So he's saying it's basically the key at the heart of everything else. The ability to maintain equilibrium, equanimity, balance, non-judgment, non-criticism, all of those things. And he defines stillness as our ability to remain uh, steady while the world spins around you. To act without frenzy. To hear only what needs to be heard. Oh, now there's something. Sometimes we say words, or others say words, and we don't hear what's being said. We hear what we think is being said, or what we've already decided is being said. Or the reason why, the reason behind, the motivation behind the words. Or what we want to hear. So to hear only what needs to be heard, just finishing the quote real quick, to possess quietude, exterior and interior, on command. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, to hear what needs to be heard, but also that extends to even when I'm the one speaking the words, yes, and they're coming through me, and they are words of wisdom, and I don't always, I wouldn't admit it, but I don't always want to listen to that and follow that. Mm. I'm sure you're the only one in the room <laughs> <laughs> that argues with divine guidance. Just Used kidding. To. Used to. <laughs> He says that stillness is that quiet moment when inspiration hits you. It's that ability to step back and reflect. It's what makes room for gratitude and happiness. It's one of the most powerful forces on earth. Stillness. Hmm. So not only that, in his book he lists 28, we're not going to go through 28, so don't worry, don't get scared. But he lists 28 proven exercises from across all the wisdom and ancient world traditions that can help, you know, you can pick and choose from them, of course, um, help keep you steady and disciplined and focused and at peace and able to access your full capabilities at any time, in any place, despite any distraction and in every difficulty. So he, it's, a, it's a good book, and it's a very easy-to-read book. Here's the catch. He says, these steps, in any combination, will work if you work them. Yeah. <laughs> Uh-oh. i got to practice. Got to do my work again. Darn. 
Nobody writes books that says, here's the, the magic pill. I mean, if they do, run the other way. <laughs> so some of the things he lists, we've already even covered by the things you already have in place, that your practices. But I want to just go down the line and throw some of these out here, and just with each idea, get your reflection, your feedback, whether or not it's something you do, whether it's something that sounds like it might work for you, whether it's something that you think is a load of whatever. Uh, yeah, malarkey, exactly the word I was thinking. Um, so let's just talk about some of these and whether or not they might be helpful. And again, I didn't even list all 28 here because that would be silly, but I just picked some. So this one is not even from his book, but this is the first thing that came to my mind. Um, for me, one of my practices is prayer. I mean, to encourage my stillness throughout the day, I start my day by checking in with that internal wisdom and speaking and asking and listening and all the things that happen. Um, talking and listening with your personal version of God or higher power, inner wisdom. So how's that work? Does anybody else use prayer as a tool to maintain stillness? And how does that work? Why might that be helpful? Yeah, Pat. Yeah, I find um, as being human, I have tendency to grasp things quickly that bother me. Ah. And the only way that I've ever come to do that is what you said, quiet mm -hmm. prayer. But then I have another thing. I put it all in Jesus' hands. Aha. Uh -huh. And Surrender. it's amazing Release. because the yeah. calmness and everything just soothes it right away. Mm -hmm. And you find out that, yeah, that's put it aside, it's gone away, and then you go on to something else. There and you it, go. It works every time. So you're letting a divine wisdom greater than your own handle it at some level. When I pray, I actually find myself aligning with my inner voice. Uh -huh. That voice that I believe Lucinda was referring to a moment ago that I'm trying not to listen to. So when I actually <laughs> pray, I'm like, okay, we're, 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 we're syncing up. Uh -huh. so. Nice. Syncing up, aligning with that. Anybody else? Anything around prayer? Yeah, I believe the, the highest form of prayer is gratitude. Mm -hmm. And so I'm in gratitude the minute I wake up until I go to bed. There you go. Beautiful. Well, what I do is when I'm praying and I still feel a little bit of unsettledness, uh -huh. I'll, I'll look for a, a journal or a, actually a notebook, anyway, mm -hmm. and I'll write it out. And then a sense of calm comes over me, like I released it uh -huh. physically with my hand. All right. So that's Good. been my... I practice lately, and it's been so helpful. It's also the next one on my list. But go ahead, Chris. <laughs> I'll come back to that. Well, I, I was just thinking there's there's enough of the old external sky god that sees all and knows all that that when I'm talking to that, I behave a little bit better. And that's <laughs> in, no, seriously, that's internally as well as externally. So I'm, it it really, you know, it's like. 
being in the principal's office, you're on your best behavior, right? You know? So, and you're really trying to be what's expected of you, you know? Yeah. So, and I, you know, obviously I know that that's my own expectation of myself, right. but, but it's, uh, there's, there's just enough of that that I can actually use that to, to center myself in there. Yeah. All right. So does that happen when the lightning and thunder are getting close to you and you Whoa! No, lightning and thunder don't scare me, but... Uh, oh, well, I, I don't know. It's your attention. Gary. Um, I was going to leapfrog on Chris. I think, for me, it's more a matter of that when I do realize that God is present is that I realize how he sees me versus how I any kind of judgment he may be having on me, it's more that he has not, he's not judging me, he's, right. he's put me, uh, he's told me that I'm as valuable as anything to him. So, so realizing the truth about who I am. Yeah, and you can say that as how God sees you, you can say the truth of who you are <coughs> as a creation of spirit, you can verbiage that in any way, but you are more than you more valuable and more valued and known. So so being in that presence yes. brings you to a place of being at peace because you realize not, nothing else matters. Right. Thank you. It, there's so many different definitions of prayer. Mm -hmm. um, I think it comes to mind usually a quiet conversation or petition when you go deep inside yourself but I think there's many different forms of prayer mm -hmm. so maybe some of us who don't really consider we are praying are in our own way um, for me it's it's not so much as sitting down having it that's just not my not my personal way of conversating with you know great spirit but uh, dancing is a form of prayer. Playing an instrument is a form of prayer. Anytime you're mm -hmm. focusing solely and being in that stillness of just letting go of everything and letting that spiritual connection be a two-way, right. you know, street. I think that. It's loud. Yes, baby. Anything that's loud, that's what, that's how you know. I get uh, <clears throat> you know, like I, a couple days ago, I went out to Whiskey Town by myself on Monday and just did as many weird things as I wanted to by myself, you know, and, and screamed in the thunderstorm and played music and danced around and put dirt on me and all the kind of weird stuff. And that was like a two-hour prayer session for me. Yeah. So I yeah. think that all of us kind of probably do have some sort of prayer practice that we just maybe don't right. add into that idea yes. of prayer. I agree. My, my gardening is prayer time. Yeah. All of it. Yoga or anything. Yeah. I'm not uh, one to, I'm always ready to go at 4.30 in the morning. And uh, wow. my, my, my <laughs> mind is not to be quiet. Yeah. So when I start walking at 5.30, that's when I do my prayer. Mm -hmm. And um, something will catch my eye, and I'm looking in the tree, and something will come to mind to pray. But that's, my, that's yeah. how I can pray. Mm -hmm. I can meditate a little bit. Yeah. But my prayer is one walking. I'm out there just I'm out there by myself until my friend shows up half hour later, but that's my time. All right. Good for you. Mm -hmm. 
Stillness within action. Stillness within action. It's all fun. Yeah, I agree with you. Walking is a good form of prayer. Mm -hmm. When I was up in Bend, Oregon, there was a walking trail. They live in the plains. The neighbor that I was walking with, one of their neighbors, he said that tree over there is 800 years old. Wow. And it survived 800 years without saying a word. <laughs> so, <laughs> I could at least be quiet for 45 minutes. <laughs> 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 oh, that's funny. <fine. laughs> So does anybody else in the in the room have a journaling prayer practice? Kathy? I do. I do I write things down all the time. It's okay. my way of letting things go or seeing them a little more clearly. Uh-huh. Yeah. So putting it out, letting it go, putting it out through your hand. Um I don't do that every day, but I I have gone through periods of time where it was daily and now it's periodic. But if there is inner turbulence it's a sure way for me to, to clear that as well. I can sit down and just, you know, nobody needs to see it or know one single word that's in there, but it really helps me clear out the clutter. Well, a lot of times the talks will get something loosened in me and that's when I need to, to go journaling. Like today, I don't know if it'll be today, but this week sometime I'll be sitting down and doing an exercise about talking with my uh, with my younger self at various ages. Mm. Thank you. We <laughs> watched a video for the operatory. Talking to your younger self. Lord? Um, sometimes if I've got a lot of energy or just really upset about something, just have to kind of release it. It helps me sort out my thoughts because mm -hmm. I mean, it can all be pretty jumbled when it's coming out and high emotion. So yes. What is it about emotion? It shakes everything up in there. It does. Is that a hand alley or a stretch? I'm just stretching. Oh. <laughs> just check. So one of the other things he talks about is managing your inputs. Of course it's not. What do you suppose it means to manage your inputs? Not judgmental. Okay. Non-judgmental. Turn, Turn off the news. <laughs> Turn off the news. <laughs> Too much doing. Right there. Uh, Get off social media. Okay. Limit at least. Yeah. The amount of time. Screen time of all kinds. What else? Other people's energies. Huh? Other people's energy. Other people's energy. You can only hang around some people for a certain amount of time. There you, you go. Know, you have to personally be away from them. Yes. So pay attention to what people you're sharing your time with. Because energy does get shared. And everyone has people that they could align with, with their particular energetic. But finding who your people are that you can, in a health healthy way spend any amount of time with can be a kind of a weeding process. Chris? And like we found in the last couple of weeks, retreat time is important. Get, yes. away, get away from work, get away from the yep. routine and, uh, and 
renew yourself, recreate yeah, yeah. yourself. Mm -hmm. And even when all of the people in your life, because this is true for me, all of the people in my life are great to be with in one way or another. I don't, I don't anymore allow myself to spend time. I mean, other than the stores and stuff in which I can go into, you know, like Winco meditation or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like coming into my home or doing activities or coming here, there are only people that, for me, feed me in some way. I, I hope that it, that it goes back and forth. And even that, you need to take a break from. Mm -hmm. That's one of the things I'm learning. It doesn't mean you don't align with people. It doesn't mean you don't love people. But too much people, for some people, and I'm one of those people, gets to be too much people. And it doesn't matter. So that's another managing inputs, how much community time. Each of us is different. Some people need lots of social community time. Some people need very little, and then there's everything in between. So honoring yourself in that way. I think also, though, um, maybe not so much seeking out those people that are harder to be around for you, but but not shying away from them. Oh, sure, from, yeah. Because I think uh, in in the uh, being around them and trying to love them, that's where grace comes. Oh, sure, yeah. And, and I think grace is a form of peace yeah. that, that we are able to less somebody even though mm -hmm. they're difficult. Yeah. Yeah, there's a line there because, how much should I say? When I say that everyone in my life right now, are, let's just say they're people I choose to spend time with. That doesn't mean I have an easy time all the time with every one of them or that I'm not grown and poked and prodded by those very same people. But I'm in a place where I know that that's what's happening, and I know that it's good for me. So I willingly allow some of that to happen too. So that's kind of you yeah. Know. I think I think my point was that um, that you use those times as opportunities to right. to, yeah. to be gracious. Yes. Uh, to practice being gracious because that's not easy. Right. No, it can be very challenging. That's where you grow. That's where you grow. Yeah. <laughs> What'd you say? Let me out of here? <laughs> it's like me and her are both like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's also important to um, remember that it's good to express how we're feeling to people, too. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes yeah. we are so busy just in taking that we forget to set the boundary and like right. stand up for ourselves and, yeah. and make that space, too. I mean, being away from it is good, but also right. like being able to verbalize that and to put it out there is important too. It is, absolutely. It's like you've got two, two sides of one coin going on, right? On one side you're learning to just be with people, accepting, allowing, um, using the difficulties, the challenges as opportunities, as your growth, and then there's the flip side of that where it's learning where your boundaries are and clearly stating what those boundaries are in a very loving and respectful way. And both are important. They really are both important. Sure. 
I shared with Diana about a gentleman that walks with us on our trail. He's very negative, and I know he's conservative, but he's a nice uh. man. He's very, he, 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 he take his shirt off for you. He's really that nice, but he annoys the heck out of me. <laughs> and so I've learned to accept him and change my brain, but he hasn't been out there for a week, and now I'm worried about him. I have no way to contact him. I'm hoping he's okay. He's a yeah. diabetic. So I'm worrying about this man, mm -hmm. but he's very, um, he, he gets to be annoying, but mm -hmm. I've learned to accept him for who he is, you know? There you go. No yeah, and uh, now I'm worried about him. I haven't seen him for over a week, or <laughs> Aggie and I are worried yeah. about him now. <laughs> Might I suggest that each one of us can be very irritating to oh, others yeah. sometimes? Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 I am. Yes, you actually. No. No. <laughs> so another, oh, oh, go ahead. You probably didn't know if that was just going on. Oh, it's not. <laughs> no, I also wanted to say, though, like, yeah, like, like going off what Gary said, there, there is a unimaginable amount of personalities and preferences and energies and peoples in the world that we have to interact with all right. the time and we take that right. with acceptance and grace and love and there are people that just just make me wanna you know <laughs> but why 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 and what does it serve me to you know um but in acceptance and love and all the things we were just talking about this this morning i think one of the biggest human problems for me my idea of it is that we put too much importance on difference Mm -hmm. Why? Why does it even matter? If you believe something, or you practice something, or you feel a certain way politically or religiously, mm -hmm. or whatever, why is that matter. what we focus on? Right. What does it matter? It doesn't. But there's also a boundary and a need to protect yourself from certain things. I'm not going to purposefully walk into an anti-LGBT meeting. Right. <laughs> you know, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not going to do that just for the experience and growth of the thing. You know? <laughs> there, there is, there is, you know, there has to be a balance between the protecting your energies and your heart and yourself, and and understanding that difference is a human made up concept. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What April said. I love. Yes. I love. Mm -hmm. You love. What he would do for her, I would do for her. It's the same. It's all the same. Right. Mm -hmm. We just. We look at the difference instead yeah. of we're the same. Right. Absolutely. And that's this community was built on that foundation. Mm -hmm. Let's look for our commonalities and and accept and admit our differences and be fine with allowing everyone to be who they are. And appreciate the diversity. And appreciate the diversity. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 David. Yeah, there's a song that Dave Matthews does about um, we just see things differently. Right. Um, There's only you and me, and we just disagree <coughs> right. that one. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Speaking to uh, energies, I find for myself, personally, my energy is different from one part of my day to the other. Mm -hmm. So it's right. not even necessarily whose energy I can be around. It's what part of the day I can be around, what kind of oh, energies, yeah. Yeah. and what yeah. their energy's like throughout the part of the day. And yep. So it's a level of awareness of even who I am in this moment. Yes. And then as I grow and age and have more experiences in this life, I find my energy shifting. My mm -hmm. So yeah. I think it, it stems off of what April's saying regarding um, difference. 
right. I'm different throughout the day. Right. My <laughs> times Lori's asking me, like, hey, you want to do this on the weekend? I'm like, right now? Asking me right this moment after work? Yeah. I say no to everything. That's <laughs> 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 awareness I found. I'm like, oh, no, nope, I don't want to do anything. So we just don't talk about it so much in those moments. Right. So, yeah, so then being in different places. Yeah. Accepting our differences and knowing that we're all, yeah. we're all doing our best, trying to figure out what's the thing we are supposed to do, trying to get other people to validate it for us. And if they don't agree, then that's right. the thing that separates us. Because yeah. we, I tend to want other people to affirm my decision. And if of they course. say they're doing it different, then that was I question my decision. Right. So trying to figure out what we're even doing, I think the confusion of life is what creates a lot of the stress. <laughs> <laughs> and and as a piece of that, we all do always want to be right, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. So there's that in there. That's that ego piece that, that feels best when when we feel pretty sure that you know we're we're doing it a better way than someone else. And then there's those differences in our judgment and separation creeping in again. So he lists a bunch of other things that I want to just kind of read out. But if one of them catches you. Don't hesitate to, to speak in, because if we talk about all of these, you know, we might have lunch tomorrow. Um, but he talks about taking walks. Did you know that you can walk yourself into a state of well-being? There's actually research that says that walking reduces stress and anxiety, manages depression, helps to manage social anxiety, boosts self-esteem, Walking together with people creates intimacy and connection. It sharpens your memory, and it bolsters gratitude. They have research backing all of that. that just taking long walks is enough to increase that still point in a way that's very active. That could go to hiking, or it could go to you know, even dancing, or, but that movement and that measured movement of walking in particular. Any thoughts that need to be expressed on that? Okay. Detaching from outcomes. We've already kind of covered that. Letting go of, of how things look. Doing good. Just acts of kindness. Doing things for others. Being generous. Why or how might that increase your sense of stillness within action? It feels good. Feels good. I dropped a ton of vegetables off at the mission yesterday. And yeah. it just, it was a hard, long, hard, hot day. Right. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, I, I felt totally refreshed driving away from, you know, delivering yeah. that, all that food. So it just feels good to do something nice for another and to see, to feel the connection and the responses and what comes from that. Build a routine. Okay, so how does building a routine lead to greater freedom? You know what's coming next. <laughs> you know what's coming next. You don't have to worry about it. Less time trying to figure things out. Less time trying to figure things out become good habits. Okay, so you build good habits and you don't have to spend so many mental gyrations figuring it out. Yeah, I, 
I tend to like to say, you know, I want my days to flow, but to, honestly, I, flowing within a routine, I do better. I don't like to admit that often, but it, it's actually true for me. Talks about zooming out, which he means um, having a global perspective rather than just such a minuscule me, mine, my life. So zooming out and having a more global perspective, he says, can bring some stillness. Bigger picture. Bigger picture. Realize you have plenty. That's just another way to say practicing gratitude. Cultivating relationships. Going back to the uh, realizing you have plenty, to me, is also a form of surrender. Yes. And that uh, I have plenty, so I don't need to keep grasping. grasping. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Seek wisdom. So this can come from outer sources, teachers, books, studies. It can come from the inner source, direct connection with spirit. How about this? This is one of my first things to begin to focus on. Slow down. <laughs> I'm not really good up until now at slowing <laughs> down. Enjoy so, the small pleasures. Yeah. So what's the word wisdom mean? What does the word wisdom mean? I know I have a definition, but I'd like to hear what wisdom means to you first. I've always thought of it as uh, the offspring of a marriage of uh, intelligence and love. Okay. So the crossing of merging of intelligence and love. <coughs> I actually read a thing on Facebook this morning that said, knowledge is knowing that a tomato is a fruit. Wisdom is not putting it in your fruit salad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now I understand. Got it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I have to remember that. That's cool. That's great. <laughs> knowing what it is, but knowing what to do with it. That is right. awesome. That's a perfect. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think of it as kind of a melding of knowledge knowledge and experience and then tempered with love like Chris. Okay. So knowledge and experience tempered with love. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, you could look at it as knowledge lovingly embodied, applied. So it includes knowledge. Some people want to exclude the human intelligence. And for example, when, when you read or study or listen to ideas that are different than your own and you expand, whether you align with them or come to agree with them or not, you expand your way of seeing a little bit, that has the potential to feed into your wisdom in and of itself to know something new that someone has told you or shared with you is not wisdom. It's information, it's knowledge. But then to pull that into your own heart 
to run it through your own system, to apply it, to embody it, to express it, then it becomes wisdom. So that would be like, besides knowing it, but living it gives you the true ability to be a wisdom keeper because right. you're just not speaking it, you're embodying it. Right. Yeah. I, th I think it. I think it also is goes beyond us. Mm -hmm. We can we can gain wisdom by observing others yes. as as they experience things. Right. So I think it's more than just us. Mm -hmm. But even when we observe with others, we tend to run it through our own yeah. system, our heart and our mind. Right. We didn't necessarily experience that. But right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Let me see, I almost forgot what I was going to think. Um, philosophy is philosophy. It becomes who you are when you live it. Mm -hmm. Then it's no longer a philosophy. Right. Then it becomes your, your way of life. Your wisdom. Your wisdom. Yeah. Okay, so the last two things that I picked from his list are seeking solitude and quiet reflection time. That kind of, we've talked a lot about that, and some of you may not choose that as your chosen way, but it is one way that some people can increase their stillness. And the last one, I'm sure none of us need this last one, get rid of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my garage, my garage, <laughs> and my bookcases. Only when I'm moving. <laughs> yeah. So thinning down, you know, when your stuff becomes stuff that zaps your time and your energy, it's taking away from your stillness. That is another one that I could work on. Do we own the stuff, or does the stuff does own us? Does the stuff own us, right? More is less. Yeah. Can. Less, I mean, less, less is more. more. <laughs> I was going to say less. I knew something wasn't working well, out. Well, I wanted to say reverse that. Yeah. So it's important to include body, mind, and spirit in our reflections and our conversations and our daily practices. Because there's no separation between them. We are beings that contain all of that. And each part of us our emotional body, all of it has an effect on the rest of us and on the rest of us, <laughs> the rest of our internal selves and the rest of the people in our lives. And if there's only one thing going on here and that one thing is God expressing and experiencing themselves as all of creation, if that is our premise and that's what's going on here, then all of what we are is God in form. Now that is not to say that we are not all of what God is. God is all that is and we are our defined form. But all we are is of God. So don't we owe it to the creator of the universe or to life itself to take care of every aspect of our humanity? It's a big responsibility. So I'm going to go ahead and close in prayer. And I actually wrote a prayer for Keze today that I would like to share again here. 
because it because I do. So we pray this morning as the voice of the divine. We pray as the voice of the divine, moving through us, knowing that each of us is a perfect and intentional expression of spirit, that there is only God in infinite form and formlessness. From this deep faith and knowing, I step into the flow of the divine order and process. I do this willingly. I do this consciously. I allow my life to unfold gracefully and easily this week. What does that mean? Allowing life to unfold gracefully and easily. Can such a thing even happen? Yes. We allow that. We call it forth. And we do this by attending to what is uniquely ours to do. I attend to what is uniquely mine. And I allow others to do the same. I live my day centered in the divine presence of my source. Coming back again and again and again to the stillness within every action. And as I do this, I find great peace and equanimity. My life becomes more and more harmonious with every step, with every breath. And I am so grateful. Thank you, Spirit, for this beautiful day, for this miraculous life, and for the absolute privilege of living it. What a gift. And so I release this prayer now, trusting that my heart's truest intention has been expressed and received and that my week unfolds with joy and with beauty as I consciously engage with all that is before me. I align my thoughts, my words, my actions with the love that I am. And as I align myself, I am supporting myself in this experience of grace freely given by a loving and living universal presence. I surrender now to the loving and lawful presence that I call God, allowing these words and deep intentions to come into form and experience as I move through my days. I claim and know this for each one listening, for each one here. And so it is. Amen. Amen. Satu. Satu. So coming back from our prayer, looking around, acknowledging every heart, every beautiful being here. Preparing to close our service. Um, wait a minute, i got to get back to here. Am I in the right place? I am, okay. Um, 
we invite you in celebration of the work that we are doing in the world to offer of your financial uh, abundance if you should choose to do that. If you are online with us today, you can go to our website, which is mysticheart.org, and you'll find a donate button and a mailing address. Um, and as we move into this time of giving, I invite you to look at the words on the screen and hold them close to your heart, knowing that they are absolutely true and real in this community. As I awaken to the God within me and all around me, I see abundance everywhere I look. I consciously step into that flow of abundance by this act of giving. I offer this gift freely in the spirit of love, blessing and sending it forth to heal and prosper. It is evidence of my deep faith and does good work in the world and blesses all of creation. I give from a consciousness of abundance. So it is. What does it mean to give from a consciousness of abundance? What does that mean? I'm going to start asking different parts. You might not know what any of this means that we say together. It's like being a kid and being asked to stand up and pledge, you know, pledge allegiance to the flag. I have no problem with that. But what does that mean? Ask any fifth grader what that means, and they'll tell you they have no idea. So, okay, to give from a consciousness of abundance. Be aware of the plenty. And just have faith that, that you're not diminishing your own okay. stuff by right. giving. You're not diminishing your own by giving because it's freely flowing through our lives all the time. Like Eddie Watkins says, if God is all there is, who's given what to whom? There you go. All right, so Michael brought this video, short video, to my attention today. I want to share with you while we do our offering. Um, you'll recognize the song, Happy, but this is definitely the cutest version of this song I've ever seen. What I'm about to say Sunshine, she's here You can take a break I'm a hot air balloon That could go to space But then Like I don't care, baby By the way Me down. 
<laughs> Are those kids fantastic or what? Okay, raise your arm if you're happy. Yeah. <laughs> and on that note, I say thank you, God, for the continued support both for myself and for each person here, and thank you for the support that we receive as Mystic Heart to continue with our mission of living in a love-soaked world. I am so deeply grateful each time someone contributes to that, whether it be financial, time, talent, treasure. There is so much of each in this community. And so I just say thank you, Father, Mother, God. And so it is. So it is. Amen. Satu. Ashe. Ashe. Woo! Go, girl. All right. Now I think that's all that needs to be said. So join us in our closing song and then let's go have some lunch, shall we? We have three delicious soups and salads today. All together, hand in hand, we see the light. Take a stand and we are changing. A whole new life for you and me. Take your past and set it free and share this blessing. Love be with you, peace unfold you, spirit lift you, breathe it in. Truth come through you, let it flow to you, let joy renew you until we meet again. Love be with you. Ooh, love be with you. Have a beautiful day.